Hello and welcome to Redgate and Wolf, an actual play on Monster of the Week podcast. I am your host and keeper, Sarah, and let me introduce the players. First up is Sean. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Angus McRae, the Monstrous. And we also have Celeste. Hello, I am Celeste and I play Mary Redgate, the Crooked. When last we met, Marie and Angus crashed into each other's lives on the outskirts of the small fictional American town of Hendrick. After being cautioned by the local sheriff's department for driving while tired, the shifty duo decided to split a room at the Watchtower Cavern. They met some of the more interesting locals and learned firsthand that something hinky was up when everyone in town fell asleep at exactly 9pm. They decided to investigate, which led them to the library. There they spied a teen girl who they observed being picked on by others her age. Marie wanted to wildly wave a gun around, and it is at this point that we return to the mystery. This is a very bad idea. Yes, it is. Um, you seem to be full of them, but... Act under pressure. <laughs> That's fine by me. I mean, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Cool. That's an A. <laughs> could be worse. Well... You've got a few choices here. On a seven and nine, the keeper is going to give you either a worse outcome, a hard choice to make, or a price to pay. Well, price to pay is the librarian sees and you get arrested. A worse outcome here is that Angus grabs the gun off you. What would a hard choice be? The girl seeing it and the choice is either to just let her go or snatch her up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's one thing where you show a gun to children to intimidate. There's another to kidnap the child. I didn't say kidnap. You said snatch her. Yeah, I was going to snatch her aside. I go, no, 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 no. And then deal with that aftermath. Or just let her go and be panicked or whatever she's going to do. Sure. Well, what are you picking? You know, worst outcome was gun gets grabbed. Yeah, by Angus. I think that's the lesser of the evils. Okay, so you pull your gun out. Angus, you see this. In a library. In a library? I mean, it's America, but even Americans surely don't pull guns out in libraries. Clearly, you've never been to the South. Angus whips out with one of his burly hands and quickly snatches the slide and twists her arm back uh, with it, kind of behind her back. I'm assuming it was in the back of her waistband. Yes. And just kind of presses against her back and kind of just pulls her kind of behind the shelf out of view of the others. What do you do? And What do you think I'm doing? I'm going to teach those kids some manners. What are you going to do? you going to shoot them in the library? No. Would it be bad if they thought that I was going to? Yes. I didn't think you want to draw any undue attention to yourself. No, but I want you to draw undue attention to me either. I mean, I guess that's fair. Can you let go now, though? Because this is really starting to hurt, and my shoulder's starting to cramp up. I put it away. Angus, uh, let's go. Or you will tuck the gun away, grab a random book off the shelf, and go sit down next to the girl. And she kind of pushes the seat further away. So, uh, hi. What happened to your arms? She starts pulling the sleeves down over her arms. It's a, it's a medical condition. Uh, do, does it hurt? Sometimes. Those kids were, uh, being pretty mean. She shrugs. And I know, like, don't really know each other. If you want, I could go talk to them. She shakes her head. I think it's followed because I could use some help with dealing with the, this child. Angus is kind of hovering in the background there, letting Marie fix her oops. Kind of slowly comes over. Perhaps you can help us. We're looking for a book about the history of the town. 
seemed like you know your way around the book. She looks up and up and up at you, eyes as wide as saucers, and then looks away and she goes, uh, you should ask the librarian. I am, I am new here. Hi, we tried that. She wasn't of any use. I'm uh, Marie, by the way. Um, this is Angus. He's very tall, as you can tell. Uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is uh, Nikita. You know, Nikita, I really like your accent. Where are you from? I'm from Russia. Russia? That's a big place. I've heard it's cold there, too. You said you moved here recently. Uh, how long ago? I, I was adopted a few months ago. Adopted? That's cool. So you got a, a new family here? Yeah. I should go. It, it is late. And she quickly shuts the book and kind of shoves it randomly back on her shelf, keeping her eye on you the whole time, looking at you through her long fangs as she quickly runs away out the front door. Yeah, uh, nice to meet you. That could have gone worse. Kids are scary, man. Uh, Keeper, what time is it? I'm um, getting closer to dinner. Well, should we head back to the tavern? I heard that the preacher at uh, Strato's End is quite the entertainer, but he's not open. No, he's open until just after eight. The preacher will be back at the tavern? I may have said that wrong. The date. Fuck the dates. Don't fuck the dates. Um, <laughs> hold on. Well, that escalated quickly. Jesus. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like that. No, the preacher is at Strato's End, you know, the chapel. Yeah, he, he closes just after eight. This is really hard to explain. So maybe we should just go back to the tavern. We've hardly done any research here at the library. Let's get, get, the, get the book of whatever and, I don't know, we'll, we'll go. Angus kind of shrugs, looks at the stacks of books, kind of thumbs through the spines. She's kind of looking for one for the history of, like, the general area for Hendrix, something that's somewhat recent-ish. Hendrix and how it came to be. Done. He selects that one and goes back to Marie. Cool. Do you need to, like, check that out or anything, or are you just going to take it? I suppose I could try and check it out. And he makes his way over to, uh, to Constance, where the hell her name was. Davis. Miss Beacon. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're back. I, I'd like to check the book out. Oh, you found one. I, his book appears to be something that we'd like to read. Has many areas of interest. Well, if you were to show me your driver's license and give me the address for your residence that you're staying at, because I assume you're out of town, I certainly would have Noticed you sooner if you were a local. What with you being so big and tall and all? I wouldn't you know it, I don't have my driver's license on me. Oh, and she frowns. I could have staying right at the, the Watchtower Tavern, just over the under. Oh, with Meadow? Lovely girl. Aye, she seems quite lively. You may manipulate then, the charm. Oh, is that what I'm doing? You're trying to manipulate her into going against library policy here, Sean. That's a four, that's a failure. She sniffs. I'm afraid I can't go against policy, not even for someone as strapping and honest looking as you. And she takes the book from your hand. I would like to approach the counter. Mm-hmm. She looks down her nose at you. Hi, 
I am interested in that book and I have my driver's license, so it should be no problem, right? Huh, shouldn't be. And she holds her hand out for your driver's license. And are you also staying at the Watchtower Tavern? I sure am. I, I don't think there was many other options in this quaint little town. Hmm. But what's the name on the driver's license there, Marie? Well, that's, I have a question for you. Would I have any uh, fakes? I think that's up to you if you do or not. Yeah, just the one. It is Marie Friesen. Ah, thank you, Miss Friesen. And she starts processing the, the borrow and then hands the book over with a slip of paper which has the return date on it as well as the contact details for the library and the opening hours. I'll grab the book, give her a nod, and uh, start walking out. Okay. Guys, I headed to the tavern, I take it? We. Oui. You head into the tavern. You, of course, hear the familiar music of Jimi Hendrix. However, it is not Jimmy's voice that you are hearing attempting to croon on the microphone. No, what you hear is Joel doing an actually pretty decent rendition of Foxy Lady as you walk in through the doors. And he holds out a hand and points straight at Angus and grins as he crooks his finger at Angus, uh, just as for him to come closer to the tiny little stage at the corner of the bar. Well, you clearly have a, another engagement, so let me take your bag. I'll put it upstairs. You go, go, go have fun. Well, thanks to the lassie. Angus kind of just pointedly walks to the, uh, the bar. Not really all that close to the stage at, at all. Uh, Mito pops up almost as if out of nowhere from behind the, the bar, and she goes, Ah, you're back. Yeah, yeah, that we are. Will you be singing one of Jimmy's excellent songs? Aye, Marie, you'll be gracing us with your voice. You know, I would love to. I just have to say a couple things oh, to someone. Did you hear that? No, no, no. She would love to. I wasn't finished. I w- she would love to. He, no. It's okay. I understand if you're vocally challenged. Not everyone can sound as lovely as my chick. Maybe tomorrow night. I guess we'll just have to see. We'll see what happens. Spaghetti bolognese for dinner if you're hungry. And she doesn't even give you a chance to respond. She just turns tail into the kitchen. As the door opens to the kitchen, you see the girl from the library sitting on a stool just in the door. And the door closes again. Angus kind of nudges Marie with his elbow and nods towards the door that has just shut. I nod at him. It appears this is a small town after all. Well, you could have just looked at the map to figure that out. Marie, behind you, you hear someone clearing their throat. <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, turn around. Who, who, who might it be? Oh, I'm pretty sure you can guess who it might be. It's Deputy Mater, and he's done his hair, and it's slicked and parted in the center, and he is dressing in what is obviously his cleanest, nicest clothing. Um, a flannel shirt and a pair of black jeans that are just a little too short for him. And he's holding a bunch of daisies in his hands. And he kind of smiles and thrusts them out to him. And he goes, Howdy, Miss Marie. You're looking just the same as you did earlier. Um, pr- pretty, pretty. Yep. Angus turns as well and kind of grins wolfishly. 
Uh, yeah, sorry. It, we just got in. Didn't have time to change. Um, thank you for these. And she'll take the flowers and put them behind her on the bar. They're very pretty. You look nice. You know, you, you did your hair. Um, you, you look pretty too, Miss Marie. Oh, wait, I already said that, didn't I? Pretty taken aback. You know what you did, but that's fine. Um, how about once Joel is done up there, you, you show me what, what you can do. I'm sure they could come up with a duet there, Marie. So you and your friend here can sing together. Oh, you sing, Miss Marie? She has. I don't know what. No. She has the most beautiful voice you've ever heard. I don't know what's gotten into my friend. I do not. He is the one with the singing voice, not not me. Um, and he looks a bit confused and says, "I, I thought, I thought, ma'am, you said you did not know each other. We don't. Then how might you know how good of a singer he is? I can see why you're the deputy here, Mater. You ask a ask a lot of good questions. How about we go take a seat uh, and listen to to the music? Yes, ma'am. And he uh, holds his hand out for you. Yeah, I guess I'll take it. Uh, don't forget your flowers, Miss Marie. Oh, of course. How could I? And he ashes you to a booth and makes sure you are seated before he seats himself across from you. What a gentleman. Meadow comes flouncing out with two big bowls of spaghetti bolognese for you. And she kind of pauses for a moment as she sees one of yours disappeared, realizes what's going on, kind of smiles. And instead of giving one to Angus, she takes both of them over to your table so you can eat first. She comes back and pats Angus on the arm. She says, don't worry, I'll get you one, one second. She disappears through the door again. This time the girl is not sitting on the stool. You don't see her at all in the kitchen. She comes back out again with a big heaping bowl of spaghetti bolognese. Hey, this looks delicious. Don't you, Miss Meadow? You have to employ children in the kitchen. Children? Oh, oh, you mean Nikita? No, she's... She's Callie's daughter. Callie's the shit. She just comes in after school. Bit of a loner. Only been here a few months. Hard to make friends in a new town, you know. Aye, that it is. So Callie just came here to be in your ploy for the past few months? No, no. Callie's been here a few years. But I thought you said it was it Nikita has only been here a few months? Yeah, she was. she's just been adopted. They brought her over from Russia. You know, where Putin is. He's not very nice. He needs a bit more Jimmy in his life. Aye, fair enough. Well, I appreciate you, ma'am. I'll be taking my food upstairs. Oh, you're not going to enjoy the music? Oh, I'll be back down. I'm going to enjoy my meal. I have a phone call or two to make, and then I'll be down. Oh, I look forward to it. I hope you sing. <laughs> and she twirls away and deals with another customer. I'll be doing just that, taking my food upstairs and making a phone call or two. Obviously, I'm calling Mr. Ephraim. He picks up and he says, Oh, hello, my boy. How are you doing? Do you need something? I just had a few questions. There's something strange going on in this town, as I said before. I was wondering if it may be linked to this siren that got after in Joplin. Oh, the siren. No, no, no. As far as I know, she doesn't cause people to fall asleep, although she does like to lead men to their demises. Don't they all? They do, they do. They do, my boy. Crafty creatures, women. Indeed. From my understanding, she hasn't yet arrived in Joplin, and she was coming from Canada. (laughs) You don't say. 
Canada, eh? Oh, I see what you did there. Did where? Never mind. Um, questions, you said? I are you aware of anything that would cause this sudden sleepiness after a certain hour? Really said it wasn't, possibly could not be the siren. Give me an investigate the mystery, but give it to me as a phenomena. Since we've ruled out it was a monster or creature. It wasn't an indigenous monster or creature. Could be a monster or creature from Russia. Indeed. Investigate a mystery, Angus. That is a four, a failure. Well, after you mentioned it this morning, I did put my assistant to work on it, and he has uh, pulled up some information on spells or rituals that might be relevant. Um, I'm particularly liking this one from Russia, however. It seems to be something to do with a magic circle and a a person uh, has to be chanting for the entire time that the sleepness is to be induced. So you're probably looking for someone who doesn't keep regular hours. Well, there appears to be a newcomer to town who did come from the Russia. Oh, well, that's a good place to start, don't you think? I'd say so. The second thing I need is perhaps to be wired some money. There are some financial obligations. Oh? I need me a room and board where I'm staying until the vehicle is fixed. Okay, so it shouldn't be a problem. If it becomes too expensive, I can always take it out of your pay. <laughs> I don't think that'll be a problem. It's very cheap. That's what we like to hear. You've actually got another question if you want, or you can hold up for later. Lastly, I have to ask is, oh, I don't know her last name, do I? You think it's freezing, if it's me. Yes. You could do some research on someone named uh, uh, Mary Friesen. Hmm. Any particular reason why? Call it a hunch. Well, I've come to learn that uh, following your hunches is very profitable for me. So consider it done. I'll be in touch soon. And with that, he ends the call. Satisfied, Angus consumes his spaghetti bolognese. And then... It is meaty. I'm excited. Uh, leaves his bag upstairs this time, and then, as it was said, toddles back downstairs to enjoy the festivities. Back to the love connection. So, Marie, you and Deputy Mater are enjoying your spaghetti bolognese and having idle chit-chat. How's that going? Probably very awkwardly. So he's trying to be very polite and asking questions, getting to know you. He's like, so, uh, what is it you do, Miss Marie? Uh, well, you know, sort of between jobs right now, but, um, I think my job right now is just to, just to view the beautiful world that we live in. He's nodding solemnly as if he is aware of exactly what philosophical thing you're going on about. Well. I, I, I joined the sheriff's department because I wanted to help people. I'll nod. You know, you, you seem like the kind of guy who, who would want to help people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he reaches across the table and he takes your hand in his and he says, Miss Marie, you strike me as a, as, a, as a lady who would need some help. How is it I can help you? <laughs> I'll sort of pat his hand. And remove it from mine. What makes you think that I need help, Mater? What's your first name, by the way? 
I don't I don't think I ever got your first name. Uh Craig? What 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 makes you say that, Craig? Uh he kind of shrugs and he says, "Well, you don't have a car for one." I don't have a car? Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, a car. <laughs> I see. Uh well, you know, Craig, um it's it's totally fine. The guy who crashed into us, he's going to be giving me a ride to Joplin. It, it'll, it, everything's going to be fine. Okay. Mado did mention, Miss Marie, that uh, you're having, maybe having some money troubles, and that was why you were having to uh, share a room with the, the uh, rather large man who may have crashed into your vehicle. Well, does Meadow always talk about uh, the, the patrons that stay here? Uh, no, no, I, um, she just sometimes lets slip some things. I'm not saying that she's, like, ruining your privacy or nothing. But, you know, I, I am a man of the law, and she was just concerned. I have to be honest with you. Being between jobs, getting that, like, $200 fine kind of hurts, you know, the bank. But I, I'll figure it out. It'll, everything, it. It'll get sorted. He pulls his wallet out and starts to pull out a couple of notes, slides them across the table to you. And he says, now, I know you probably won't accept my charity, but this is just to make sure that you are able to support yourself when you get to Joplin. I will push them back to him. And as a side note, it's cute that you said they're notes because we call them bills over here. Um, <laughs> push the the money back to him you know craig i i can't take advantage of you you seem like a really nice guy and i, I just i can't do that he visibly deflates in front of you and he's like you're you're talking about more than just the money aren't you it's okay i'm i'm used to this at least let me pay for your dinner for your meal oh sarah you make you know how to make me feel horrible <laughs> uh it, if that would make you feel better, then sure. But I just want you to know, like, it, it's nothing that you've done. Like I said, you seem like a really nice guy. It's just someone close to me has um, passed recently. And I thought I was ready to move on, but I, I'm i just not yet. And I'm sorry. Oh, oh, my condolences there, Miss Marie. I didn't mean to, like step on anyone's grief or nothing. No, it, it's okay. Um, you couldn't have known. Um, but like I said, I appreciate it. Hand him one flower out of the bouquet that he gave me. I, I do think that you're really nice. And I know the right person's out there for you. And I want to give him a kiss on the cheek and then <laughs> go to my room. Kind of sits there twirling the lone daisy, hanging his head, nods to himself, tosses the the bills onto the table to pay for the meal, and he eventually leaves. He also catches sight of you, Angus, standing presumably by the bar, and he kind of scowls at you, shuffling off. Angus just watches him go curiously. Okay, so it's at this point, Joel's 
finishes whatever Hendrix song he was singing and bop on over to the bar beside Angus. And he kind of attempts to nudge you off his shoulder. But I think considering how big Angus is, he probably gets him more in the arm than against his own shoulder. So uh, how'd I do? Your singing was quite adequate. Adequate? Ouch! But I cannot say I'm a good judge of the music here. Uh, yeah. Don't let Mito hear you say that, though. She's a huge fan. Well, I didn't say I didn't like the music. Just that I'm not a good judge of it. It's not quite my type. Oh, what are you into then? Celtic? Bagpipes? Ha! <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Aye, of course you are. Couldn't help but notice that your, um, your lady friend's date didn't go very long. Looks like Maida struck out again. Aye. It looked like she had very well tore his heart out and put it on the table. It left him in quite the huff. Yeah, he didn't look very happy with you. Aye, not sure what that was all about. Probably some kind of imagined jealousy, I guess. Can't really blame him. He's had a rough time. Oh? Well, you know, he struck out with pretty much every single woman under the age of 40 in this town, and a fair few tourists as well. Add to that, one of the girls he tried to date dropped dead just a few months ago. Oi. What happened with that? Mm, no idea. They had to send her away to the coroner over in Joplin. Aye, you don't say. Dropped dead one night in the street. Was she frail? Oh, no. She was probably about the same age as your uh, lady friend. Aye. That would be a pity if she had dropped dead. Pity indeed. Mm, mm. Mm. And that, that old guy dropped dead the following night? Hmm, probably in his 70s. It seems you have a price problem with people dropping dead in the highway. No, not on the highway. No, this was in the, in the town. No, no, they've only lost three or four in a row. And they don't want to see a problem with this. Yeah, but like I said, they all got shipped off to Joplin and Coronel's report was like inconclusive. The hearts just seemed to stop. Rash of like heart failure, I guess. Hopefully it's not contagious. Aye, hopefully indeed. But enough about that. Uh, what brings you to Hendrix? And, uh, well, I know what brought you to my, my shop. Aye, the same thing that brought me to the Hendrix. I care. Oh, you're funny. Handsome and funny. I love it. And he slaps your arm and then he kind of hits it a couple times gently and then gives it a squeeze. Wow, how many muscles do you have? I don't know what to do with this. Hey, plenty of muscles, I, I suppose. He just grins at you, gives you a little pat before taking his hand away. Meadow comes up from behind the bar and he uh, nods his head over at his sister and he says, What do you say, Angus Scotch? I'm feeling like a little bit of scotch tonight. <laughs> I need a minute to hold on. Meadow rolls her eyes about her. Aye, that was scotch. Retrieves the drink and pulls out the two out into tumblers. Great. Meadow pushes the two glasses over to you. Joel grabs one, holds it up for a toast. What should we, what should we toast to? Two strangers meeting in the night or new adventures? How about a speedy recovery for broken vehicles? Ha, <laughs> ha, Yep. Shouldn't be too long. Just got a few parts that need to arrive from Joplin. Oh, it seems like everything deals with Joplin in the area. 
Well, they are the bigger town. Aye. That's it be. I guess kind of raises his glass. Slight. And downs it. Joel, however, kind of take the sip. He looks at you under his long lashes over the glass as he takes a careful sip. Uh, another from my friend here? Ah, uh, yeah, have another. Meadow uh, pours another into your glass. Put it on my tap, Meadow. So uh, I have a room here as well, if you know your friend wants to be alone after shooting that poor deputy Meadow down. But I appreciate the offer. I've already paid for that room and all my belongings that are. In truth, I'm not sure I trust it alone in the room with my belongings. Oh? Aye. Okay, fair enough. Well, if I can't get you to sing, uh, you want to come dance? And you look over to the dance floor and there's just two people dancing as someone's totally massacring Voodoo Child on that small stage. Joel kind of cringes and he's like, oh, maybe not. Aye. It's more offensive than it is than anything else. But no more offensive than my dancing, that's for sure. So you two continue to chat until it looks like the place starts clearing out and Meadow starts cleaning up. You check the clock on the wall and you see it's about half eight. I'm pretty sure you've probably had a few drinks. Joel has too and he's a little bit woozy on his feet. But he still gets himself up off the, the bar stool. This is... Thanks, Marie. I mean, Meadow. Marie's your friend upstairs. Huh. I, I should get home. Hey. And by home, I mean upstairs. And he turns around, plants a kiss on your cheek, and walks up the stairs. Angus just looks at, at Meadow. What's with him? I think he thinks you're like maybe his type. Angus kind of stifles a laugh. He couldn't be more wrong there. No. He was saying something about the people dying in the street. Is that coming here? Is there something to worry about? Ah, no, no. It was months ago. It was just four nights. And and then, you know, it stopped. Actually, I think it was about the same time everyone just started going to bed earlier. Right. Perhaps everybody just needed some more rest then. Maybe. She's swaying along to the much quieter Hendrick music being played from the speakers. Angus just kind of looks around at the diminishing crowd and the lower music and kind of gives a cautious eye to Meadow and kind of sets his glass down upside down on the counter. All right then. I appreciate the drinks. I think it's time for me to turn in as well. Okay. Good night. Don't squish your friend. I... It, what? What? Right. And he kind of mounts the steps and heads up to the room. The door's probably locked. Did you guys get a key each, or was it just Marie? I think only Marie has the key. I don't remember her giving one to, to Angus. The door is locked, Angus. Angus knocks. Uh, yeah, who, who's there? Angus. Right, you're tall one, yeah. Go unlock the door. Sarah, he was down there for a while, right? Yeah. Hey, Sean, what kind of what kind of stuff's in your bag that you left in the room? Uh, just some general clothing, pretty much. Uh, it's a large duffel bag. Uh, within that is sheathed an enormous 
a fucking enormous greatsword. Cool. So uh, Marie would have left that just, you know, on the bed. Put everything else back. Just leave that on the bed, you know. So did she, like, let me in? Yeah. You can come into the room. Just big-ass sword on the bed now. Fair enough. Angus steps in a room and glances around and spies his enormous sword laying on the bed. She kind of gives Murray a look. What you going through my stuff for? Now we're even. Indeed. You didn't hurt yourself with it, did you? I appreciate the concern. It is really heavy. Like, my god, no wonder your arms are the size that they are. But no, I was able to. It's fine. Angus goes and uh, places his belongings back in the bag. So, how did your date go with Deputy Mater? Probably not as good as your date with Joel went. You guys were down there for quite a while. I wouldn't call it much of a date. I did learn some things. It seems in the past months, there's been people dying in the streets. Just randomly. And their hearts stopped. Perhaps they had a date with you, no? Very funny. Months ago, I wasn't here. As I'm sure you know. But again, hilarious. Um, at the same time, people started having to go to sleep at nine. Nine? Think there's any connection with that girl from the library? What was her name, Nikita? Nay. She did randomly show up and was adopted just recently. Uh, around what time is it now? A couple minutes to nine, when the eyelids start drooping. I want to try really hard to stay awake. Does Angus try really hard to stay awake as well? Why? Okay, if that's the case, both of you need to act under pressure. So that's cool, I believe. Under pressure. Got a three. I got a five. You still failed. Don't sound so happy about it. Jeez. Yeah, but it was better than yours, which is really all that matters. Isn't that the same results you guys got with the car crash? You know, it might be. At least we're consistent. Okay, so both of you fail. Mark experience. And for those listening at home, you can use luck to make your roll a complete success. You have a limited amount of luck points that you can use. And every time you mark them off, something might happen later on. Okay, so your eyelids get heavy. You feel a sudden wave of exhaustion wash over the two of you. And the next thing you know, you both, well, actually, we'll have Marie wake up first. Marie, you wake up. You realize you're on the bed. You're not alone. You were somehow trying to spoon your newfound friend. I'm getting off that bed so fast. Uh, Yeah, just very hurriedly um, standing up and just walking over to the kitchenette, just being like, hey, what's over here? Okay. Angus, uh, you are awakened by this sudden movement, and what once was a warm spot on your back is now bereft of warmth, shall we say. Angus kind of wakes up and uh, sits up, kind of looks around kind of blearily. What happened? Uh, You know, we must have fell asleep. Well, did, because I just woke up. So that's um, definitely what happened. I think it's kind of eyes the bed next to him, which obviously is an indent of another person. Except that Marie suspicious like. Well, not really an indent of another person. More, he would have been a big gravity well in the bed and she would have somehow rolled into him. Nah, that's fair. Backspace, backspace, backspace. Also, it's the morning. I think it's kind of glances around, looks at Marie, looks at the bed, looks at the sofa. It obviously still has stuff on it. Where did you sleep? How did I end up in the bed? Well, 
Wow, how much did you have to drink last night? Uh, we agreed you'd have the bed, because leg room. Uh, the pullout, I already packed it back up. That got up. Go? Oh, did you find anything out then? Uh, you snore. Did you find anything else important? Uh, these pullouts make your back real sore. But, uh, no. Did not, nothing important, no. Angus kind of stands up and stretches. I guess us trying to stay awake past nine o'clock did not work out. But last night I remember, we are standing over there. How did we end up in separate areas? You know, that's a great question. Don't have an answer for that. Um, yeah. I see. It seems we are affected just as the other townspeople are. Do you remember anything funny? Last I remember, it was a few minutes to nine. Did you hear anything, see anything, smell anything? I'm assuming that's a no on everything, Sarah? All you felt was suddenly tired. Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. Just, uh... Is this what it's like being old? You just get tired, like, really early? Angus kind of just raises a brow. I'll look at him. I'm not saying anything else. Just stare him down. Angus returns the stare. Intently. Just during contest is interrupted by a knock at the door. Uh, who is it? It's just me, Mater. Go open the door just enough to, like, see her through it. Hey! Oh... You slipped in your clothes? Uh, yeah, I got real tired all of a sudden, didn't have time to change. Uh, what's up? Ah, uh, well, I was just letting you know that breakfast will be served. If you want some granola and almond milk, and there's also coffee and juice and some berries. Sounds really nice, Meadow. Was Angus doing anything? Angus just kind of scowling from behind sounds horrendous no that sounds really nice we'll be down soon just got change and you know all that fun stuff but i'm sure it'll be delicious because you made it <laughs> fun stuff okay and she spins around on her heel on her bare feet and skips down the stairs i think you may have given her the wrong idea what how could i have done that i just said that we need to change indeed well off yet then go into the bathroom and change Okay, but, like, are you changing out here? Because then how do I know when to, like, come out? Because I don't... That'd be really weird. Angus just kind of stares dumbfounded at Marie. Like, I just want to make sure we have a plan in place so that, you know, there's no awkward moments. I, I don't... Uh, no. You can go first. And then when you're done, you come out and I will go in. Right. Got it. Uh, did you hit your head in your sleep? You sounded a little different there. You'll go over, grab her stuff. And change in the bathroom. <laughs> Maybe the accent is all a lie. Did he have how to fake a Scottish accent in his bag? Scotland for dummies. That'd be Scottish for dummies, wouldn't it? Gaelic for geeks. So you two change separately, one after the other, using the bathroom, and come downstairs for some granola at the bar. What day is it? Uh, shit. Uh, what day do you want it to be? Oh, not shit. That's for damn sure. Well, I would like it to be maybe a weekend day, then could talk to the children. What? Sure. The girl with the bandaged arms, she was school age, right? She was, like, early teens. You were going to shoot some of them earlier. Shooting them is fine. You just can't be weird with them. So as we consume our breakfast, so what did you have planned for today? 
well, you know, I thought maybe just I think I do every weekend. Angus turns from um, Marie and looks at Meadow. Uh, uh, I and then looks back at Marie, questioningly, raising both eyebrows. Oh, you weren't talking to me? Okay. And she starts swaying in a game behind the bar. Turn to Meadow. So what do you normally do on, on weekends? Go to the market. You know, it's a nice farmer's market in the middle of town. Some kale. Ingredients for the granola you're eating. That kind of thing. Sounds really nice. Um, this might sound weird. We met a girl at the library. She seemed she didn't seem to be like really okay. Like her arms were all bandaged. Her name was Nikita. I'm assuming she lives around here. Yeah, that's Callie's girl. She was in the kitchen last night. Remember? You know, I I wasn't really paying too much attention because I was with uh, Mater, Craig. He's nice. You you ever talk to him? He doesn't really say much. He kind of mumbles. Goes read. It's kind of cute. Yeah, you know. Um, and I'll give Angus a look. Like, hey, Angus, why don't you um go check out uh what's what's by the door over there? Let's maybe just go look at that. Angus kind of looks dumbly from Marie to the door, and then back at Marie. Uh, I and kind of takes the hint and gets up and says, "Cornola," wanders over to the door to examine the boring knot work. In the wood. Uh, sometimes I just sit door too. It is a really pretty door. You know, Meadow. You know, Craig probably likes you, and that's why he gets like nervous around you. So maybe, maybe you should try talking to him more. He's a nice guy. Oh, yeah, I know, but it's not really my type. You know, I I get that. Yeah. Uh, what what is your type? Dark haired. Funny. Okay, well, that's fair. And, and not related to me. Oh, is is Craig related to you? Yeah, second cousins. Okay, well, that's like not really related, but no, I, I, I get it. Okay, well, thank you. We should probably go now. Okay, have fun. And I hope you didn't squish her. She calls out to Angus. Angus kind of looks... Questioningly at Meadow and then to Marie. What was that all about? I don't know. Were you, were you going to squish someone? I I don't know. Oh, right, anyway. Damn, I forgot to ask where that girl lives. I probably shouldn't have asked where that girl lives. That's weird. Where should we go? I think we should go to Joplin. I said, I think we should go. Well, that sounds wonderful. But, you know, there's a market here. We should probably check out that market. It seems like it'd be really fun. Hi, and some of us are shopping on ya. I mean, we're in a quaint little town. Let's let's see what it has to offer, right? I guess. So you guys head over to the middle of town, and you realize that the market is actually in the church's parking lot. Uh, the church is probably aptly named Stratos End Church. And you hear the distinct twangs of uh, an electric guitar being piped through the outdoor speakers. Seems a festive place. Sure does. Look around at the stalls. Is is Nikita around anywhere? Hmm. Well, it's a very popular market. You would swear that probably half the town is possibly here. So 
it's going to take a while to seek out one specific person. Yeah, but a lot less time for Angus, right? Because he's like eight foot tall. <laughs> Is he eight foot tall? I don't think he's quite that tall. Takes a while. You guys head down a few of the large aisles with all the stalls on either side. It just seems that the locals are buying from each other or trading and bartering. Stay close. We're, I'm sure I can handle myself in this farmer's market. Aye, that's what I'm afraid of. Stay close. Shrug. Yeah. You come across a gaggle of, of girls, of teenage girls, or rather a giggle of teenage girls. They appear to be talking quite mockingly about someone's fashion scene. And you see them darting looks down to the outside of the church. And there's the girl that you guys met in the library the other day with a hoodie pulled up tightly over her head, the sleeves down, hiding the bandages. And she's looking pretty much like any black hoodie clad emo teen would look like in this situation. Now that we're here, I don't know what to say to her. Uh, you know, Angus, I just figured, you know, in your younger days, you probably had more experience talking to teenage girls than, than I did, but maybe you weren't into that. I don't know. I, when I was a lad, there wasn't a lot of teenage girls around. But I suppose if you're tongue-tied, I can go ahead and make an attempt. Angus kind of wades in over to the uh, giggle, if you will, as stated previously. Of teenage girls. Why are you going towards the group? We want to talk to... Too late. Oh, no. <laughs> the giggle of girls look up as your shadow falls over them. Eyes widen. Hello. Oh, dear. Oh, hi. Them look you up and down. Perhaps you can point me in the right direction. I'm looking for someone. Oh? Maybe you've found them. Who are you looking for? Hey. I'm looking for uh, Nikita. Oh, uh, why? Oh, no reason in particular. She was in the library. She was doing some research that was interesting. To see, kind of looks around mysteriously, as if uh, trying to be quiet and kind of leans down towards them. I'm doing some secret research about this town. Oh? Uh? Why? It's got an interesting history. It might be famous one day. Really? Uh, yeah, like TikTok famous or old people famous? Aye. I don't think you post on the face space. Oh, face face. Really? That would be so cool. You hear that, Rebecca? Face space. Aye. So perhaps you could point me in the right direction. You seem like knowledgeable young ladies. Oh, yeah, very knowledgeable. But why Nikita, man? Like, any of us could be willing to help you. She's just, like, such a dream. Oh? Why do you say that? Oh, like, look at her. And she kind of jerks her head in the direction of the girl. Like, she kept herself for attention. Everyone knows. Does she now? Oh, you're, like, into that. Kind of gives the... Whoever's talking to him. Got a look. Oh, you totally are. Come on, Rebecca, let's get out of here. Maybe we should, like, talk to the sheriff. And the, the giggle of girls follow their appointed leader away. I think it's kind of flags Marie over. 
hey, um, what happened? They didn't look really, they didn't look happy when they left. You didn't say anything weird to them, did you? Weird? How could I say anything weird? I don't know. When I was looking over, like, you're a very large man, and like you were leaning into them. It didn't look, you know, right. Oh, it did not look right. I was asking for directions. I asked them for Nikita. Well, you really didn't have to do that because she's like right over there. Oh, well, either way, there seems some interesting information about Nikita. She's not viewed very well by her associates. I mean, again, could have told you that yesterday at the library. Seemed like they were picking on her. Well, fair enough. Okay, I guess we um walk over <laughs> to Nikita and try not to creep her out. You guys walk over. She doesn't look up until Angus's shadow falls across her face. She looks up at the two of you and you see she's got earplugs and listening to something on her. You know, Angus, the tiny little phone that people use these days that they can play music on now? Little computers almost? Sorcery. There's a look of recognition. She pushes herself off against the wall, pulls one earplug out. It's like, I remember you're from the library. Yeah, hey, it's a small town. Nice market. Hey, why did we try and find her again? I don't know. It just felt right, but I didn't, I realized I didn't have anything to ask her. (laughs) Okay. I was hoping you'd have something because, you know, you have a a phone man. Yeah, but you're, you know, thinking that I actually remember the conversation I had with Ephraim. God, I'd learn to take notes. Didn't he say something about Russian rituals? I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, I suppose I just ask her, hey, you been involved in any Russian rituals lately that summons some strange spirit? If you're asking that in character, please use the accent. Obviously not. She's waiting expectantly for you guys to talk without actually looking at either of you. So, Nikita, was it? Duh. There seemed to be someone... Of knowledge of the area, at least from what we see in the library. Uh, as I told you in the library, I've only been here for a few months. Why? How do you like it here? Seems like a rather busy small town. Um, I, I do not know. I, I think it is nicer than where I was. Oh? Where was it that you came from? It was uh, Russia. Oh, God. Russia, correct? Duh. Whereabouts? I think if you want to get more information out of her, you're probably going to have to roll something for her. The question is, do you roll to manipulate or do you roll to investigate a mystery? What do you think is the best one to roll? How about weird? Something I can use weird for would be good. <laughs> I'd probably say uh, investigate a mystery would be the best. Sure, go for it. You can ask questions from the monster or the phenomena one. Actually, manipulate probably better because I'm just asking a general question about herself. Sure, manipulate. Because you are also a really big guy in a skirt who she doesn't know, who has now approached her twice when she's on her own. Please say the result out loud for the audience who cannot see the role. An outstanding critical success. So that's a 10. We. So what are your questions again? You're assuming I wrote them down. Well, I don't know what your questions were. I don't remember either. Uh, What part of Russia? She shrugs her shoulders. 
I really do not know. They they mostly kept me inside. Were they like your your actual parents or the orphanages? Right. Yeah. Uh, Ang- Angus, you can uh, take it from here again. I I'm certainly sorry to hear that. How did you end up in Hendricks of all places? I understand Kaylee and her husband adopted you. The other Delaney's, they, they adopted me. They were my second family in America. Well, is that true? That's very interesting. I too am adopted. I find it interesting to find other people who have a similar past as I. She kind of looks you over and doesn't quite believe that you've had a similar past, but she just shrugs. So, Nikita, what is there to do in this market? Shrugs again. Uh, I think the people buy things. There looks like some buttering. There's ice cream. Ice cream? I love ice cream. Don't you, Marie? You look like you love ice cream. Ice cream is always a good um, uh, band-aid solution for things. Um, At the mention of band-aids, she pulls down on her sleeves. Looks uncomfortable. Oh, I didn't. Shit, I didn't mean that. Oh, I'm not supposed to swear in front of kids. But um, so what happened to your other uh, family in America? The the Rosenbergs. They did not want me. They sent me back to what you call these social workers. Well, we are sorry to hear that. You know, Nikita, it seems like you've had a bad rap in life. Do you want some ice cream? Like, I can I can buy you some ice cream. She looks over at Angus and kind of nods. The chocolate, please. Well, I'm I'm gonna go get that. You guys can stay right here. I'll be right back. Angus kind of looks at Marie very questioningly and looks back at Nikita and kind of gives an exaggerated shrug. Did did your family ever send you back? Not that I'm out of speaking. Well, my entire family was... Well, they died. Well, what what killed them all? Let's just say it was a bit of a plague. A sickness. I did not know my real family. But all of the children and the adults at the first orphanage I was at in Russia, they all uh, died in a fire. Oh my, that is rather tragic. He kind of waves his enormous hand hand over towards a, uh, uh, over to a bench near and kind of indicates to her, hey, let's sit down kind of deal. She follows slowly, hesitantly, her eyes darting around, perches on the edge of the bench. Angus doesn't sit, just kind of keeps his distance, kind of seeing her wariness. That. They blamed me, but I did not doubt the fire. Wasn't in my room when it happened. Oh, but I guess it was lucky that you weren't there then. Uh, I was. I was outside. I had. Uh, I had fallen asleep in the tree. Oh, do you like to climb trees then? You know, not many people like to follow up a tree. Safe and uh, quiet. 
So I did not think she knew I was there when the fire started. She? She looks all around as if she's afraid someone's listening in. And she leans closer and whispers, Madame Devora, I'm not supposed to talk about her. Oh, well, I would not want to cause you any trouble. Believe me, I will not say a word. He pantomimes locking his lips with a key and throwing the key away. You, you are funny. Oh, do you think so? Yes, and do you are funny with your clothes? He kind of mocks uh, a front. What is wrong with my clothes? Surely, a man that I killed is not strange in this area. It's actually rather quite fashionable where I'm from. And it's really quite comfortable. I I do not like skirts, so I will I will choose not to believe you. Aye, well, that's fair enough. Fair enough. So, you like to climb trees? You like to read books in the library? What else is it like you like to do? Oh, I, I read I write the poetry. I like to uh, go to this church. And she gestures to the building in front of you guys. Nikita! Nikita! Here a harried woman marching out of said church, calling for her adopted daughter. So you can assume that this is Kelly Delaney as she briskly makes her way down the stairs. Nikita, I told you not to wander off. And Nikita kind of shrinks in on herself, pulls a hoodie tighter around her face, and then uh, her adoptive mother glares at you, catching sight of this rather large man in a kilt looming over her. What are you doing? Who are you? My name is Angus. Just had a chat with Nikita. We met briefly in the library the other day. Oh? Aye. She was the reason next to one of the shelves I was looking at. And find the history of this town. You're a historian? I am a researcher of sorts. Huh. And she grabs Nikita by the hand, avoiding all of the bandaged areas, and pulls the girl to her feet. Nikita, we have to go home. Hugs her along behind her. And Nikita kind of gives you a little wave as they disappear into the crowd. Probably the time um, Marie turns back up with some chocolate ice cream. Uh, yeah, Nikita, I'm really sorry. I um, um, Did you scare her away? Where'd she go? Yeah, it seems her mother came by to whisk her away. Very interesting things, though. I mean, it's probably not that interesting that a mom wanted to get her teenage daughter away from a grown man. But, you know, that's, that, it's a cultural difference, but it's called a cultural difference. Hi. Well, you kind of left me out the dry there. I very well could have got the ice cream, and you, the female, could have stayed and talked to her. I'm sure that would have been a lot better. I, I'm really not good with kids. Um, speaking of, do you, want, do you want the ice cream? I... no. I did learn something kind of interesting, though. It seems this is not the first family that Nikita's been with, and it seems like there's a Madame Devora involved. A very interesting name. Uh, Madame Devora, um, involved in what? Involved in her first family not wanting her? I don't know. It seems like this Madame Devora might be involved in her being shuffled around. The name strikes me as something interesting. I have have to make a phone call regarding that. And it seems like her mother was quite vexed 
that I was even talking to her. Well, well, again, there's like there's a lot of you, teenage daughter, don't really go well together. Uh, if you need to make a phone call, I'm assuming you want it to be a private one. You seem like a very private man. I'll um, I'll I'll go <laughs> check out the church. I. Okay, Marie. So you head into the church. It's a very well appointed church. Not too opulent, but it's not exactly what you would expect from a small town church. This is a little bit more dressed up, more in a kind of a rock and roll way. And you see someone at the far end of the church strumming away on a guitar, and you realize that this is the music that's been streamed out of the outdoor speakers into the market. Does it look like a priestly figure is playing the guitar? Yes. I'll just walk up to him and... uh respectable distance away and just, you know, watch, nod, tap my foot along to the music. The guy is, looks to be of average height, has a salt and pepper hair and beard going on. He doesn't seem to have noticed you. He's completely engrossed in the music. His eyes are half closed. You see in front of the altar, there's a, a large circular rug on the ground, various unlit candles around the place. Marie, what are you doing? I mean, out of character, I want to look under the rug to see if there's a magic circle under there, but Marie has no uh, no reason to do that. You'd also have to go past the priestly fellow to get to it. You know, I think I will walk by. I'm just, I'm just checking the place out, you know, looking at stuff, eating ice cream. <laughs> sure. You you walk past the priestly guy, admire his guitar. The general friendliness of this person and church, the atmosphere seems to exude. As you reach the rug, he says, I don't usually allow ice cream in the God's house, but I am partial to chocolate ice cream myself. He says while he continues to play. Oh, oh um, sorry. I didn't even think. Um, it's okay. Is there anything I can help you with while you're here? Uh, you know, just sightseeing. I was told to check out the church because um, Craig said that you were quite the entertainer. Craig? Oh, yes. Deputy Mater. And he makes a flourish with the strum of the guitar and he says, Yes, I like to conduct my sermons in a more musically oriented fashion. Seems everything here is uh, musically themed. <laughs> well, town did vote on it. A change of name and everything about five years ago. Interesting. Um, what was it called before? Must have been something real bad in order to warrant everyone wanting to change it. Slotsville. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. See why they wanted that changed. Was originally named after the founder, Jebediah Slot. I mean, still he could have could have used his first name to name the town. Probably would have been better. Jebediahville. Bit of a mouthful. You can see there's a teasing grin on his face. I'm no, I'm not trying to flirt with the priest. <laughs> um. Well, you know. I'm sure it wasn't mouthful, but you guys ended up changing the name anyway, so what what what's the point, right? I'm 
I'm kidding, dear. It was actually called Springfield. But as we all know, there are several of them in the country and that uh, heinous television show doesn't exactly help us. Right, you are. Well, um, you seem to know a lot about the town. The weirdest thing is how peaceful it is here and just how early everyone goes to sleep. Like, is that, is that a recent thing? Do you want to try and charm him or investigate a mystery here? I think I'm trying to charm him. Roll to manipulate. That's a charm roll. Oh, that's a four and I get to level up now. Okay. I can't say I can comment on the habits of the people in this town. When they choose to go to sleep, it's their own business. What they choose to do in their own homes is also their business as well. Unless, of course, it harms others. So many horrible, horrible jokes going through my head. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, makes sense. But also, you know, as a pillar of the community, I thought you might have some more insight on it. Um, Either way, your music, really good. Thank you. And he stands up with his guitar and starts head banging and jamming out for a moment I think I'm going to leave the church now (laughs) okay Angus what are you doing thinking I got much more out of the teenage girl than she got with the priest apparently you have a way with teenage girls and Marie does not have a way with uh, priestly folk I'm good with it Angus pulls out his flippy cell phone, just goes, dials up the mysterious number. Uh, there are quite a few rings before your patron, slash employer, answers. Oh, uh, do you know what time it is, boy, in England? Aye. It's probably tea time. Yes, it is. And I have a lovely roast and Yorkshire pud. With all the trimming sitting here in front of me that I was just about to dig into when you call. What is it, boy? Make it quick. Aye. I had a name to look up that may be related. A Madame Devora. Madame Devora? Sounds mysterious. Anything else to go on? Aye. She may be responsible for the. Uh, if you remember our last conversation, we talked about the Russian girl. Uh, she's from a... Nikita. Aye. She's from an orphanage. Apparently she's been to two. The first one burnt down. But apparently she was outside the orphanage hiding in a tree with Nikita. And she made mention of a Madame Dovora having set the fire. I can't but wonder if she was trying to kill Nikita for unknown reasons. I can't help but think that these all ties together. Did this happen in Russia or in America, boy? Did this happen in Russia or America? Is it the first orphanage in Russia? Aye, it was the first orphanage in Russia. Russia, 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 yes. Mm. Okay, well, I'll have my assistant look into it and get back to you in the morning. Is that it? Would, would that be your morning or my morning? Goodbye, Angus. And he hangs up the phone. I hope this is pleasant to better. And he puts the phone back in his little pocket. I'm sure he has a pocket somewhere. Not in his sporin. In his what? 
Sparin. Oh, no. He doesn't have a Sparin? I'm sure he does. A few moments later, you see Marie walk out of the church, still licking her ice cream. Looking strangely weirded out. How about visiting the church, did you? It's very strange. The, the priest is very strange. I'm beginning to think everything in this town is strange. But I don't know what we're going to find out if we fall asleep every night at nine o'clock. It seems even stranger things occur after that. Well, how, how'd your phone call go? Well, it went well. suppose that's all there is to say on that. Um, I think we've weirded out all the people that we uh, probably should for the time being. <laughs> I do want to check on the status of the car. Off to see your boyfriend. Is that in character or out of character? A little of both. You guys head on over to Voodoo uh, Mechanics. You can see Joel's backside as he's leaning over a car into the engine. There's music going, and it is not Jimi Hendrix, by the way. <gasps> it is... what. Would it be? What do we think Joel listens to? No one say show tunes. Fleetwood Mac. Sure, Fleetwood Mac. It is Fleetwood Mac. And you see his foot tapping every so often. You're a clang and a movement of whatever going on in there. I have no idea. This is cars. What do you guys do? Angus clears his throat loudly. He kind of stands up abruptly, banging his head on the, the hood of the car. He's rubbing his head as he turns around and looks at you. As soon as he sees Angus, he uh, grins. Uh, don't tell Meadow that I'm listening to something that isn't Hendrick. He says as he rushes over to the stereo and turns it down. Uh, what can I do you for? Phrasing. Hey, something different than Hendrix is kind of a welcome change. Seems quite a theme in this town. I guess that's because it's named after him. I was just checking on the status of my car. Oh, uh, well, like I said, I was still waiting on parts to come over from Joplin. Um, they might turn up today, otherwise it'll be Monday. Aye. Seems like such a short distance between here and Joplin. I figured they'd be here much quicker. Yeah, well, you'd think. Aye. Well, thank you then. Angus kind of probably turns around and starts heading away. I'll see you tonight at the tavern. Angus kind of waves a hand behind him. I guess I'll go follow Angus. We jumped to nighttime. <laughs> Tonight time, you return to the, the the Watchtower Tavern. God, I forgot what I called it for a moment there. Meadow is dancing in the middle of the dance floor, and you see Deputy Maida kind of sitting. He scowls when he sees Angus. Oh, look, Marie, your friend's here. Sure is. Oh, I thought, you know, it's fine. I'll, 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 I'll cheer him up. I want to oh. go over to him. I bet you will. <laughs> Shut up. Not what I meant. Uh-huh. Uh, howdy, Miss Marie. Hey, Craig. Do you want to, do you want to dance? Uh, are you sure? Yeah, why not? Oh, uh, okay. I uh, should warn you, though, I'm not very good at it. Don't worry, neither am I. We'll, we'll just... Uh, I'll, I'll stop talking now. <laughs> While this is happening, Angus kind of saunters over to 
meadow and kind of waves her over to him and whispers to her, Can you put on a love song? I think these two want a slow dance. Look how close they're getting. Ah. Uh, and she turns and she she peeks around you because you're this big wall of man. And she kind of like smiles and pulls out her phone, presses a couple of buttons and the music changes to a slow dance. She puts her phone away and then she kind of wraps her arms around your neck. You're so tall that her feet don't even touch the ground. She kind of jumps up to do it and she goes, well, if they're dancing, we should too. It's a good thing you specified that she jumped to do it. I was going to say how long are her arms? (laughs) What can I say? She's talented in many ways. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And he's just kind of kind of comical, I guess. Kind of like a father with a small daughter kind of just dances with her a little bit off to the side all the while keeping an eye on Marie and um, Craig. Uh, Marie, are you saying anything during this dance? What kind of dancing are you attempting to do? You know those dances in middle school where the teachers like enforce like 12 inches between you know the different people dancing? I can't words today. Okay, no, I, I get what you mean. So everybody made a kind of blushes like a tomato when the music changes and he holds his hands out to put around you for what the the song entails and you make sure to keep a lot of space between your two bodies as this happens. It looks really awkward. I have so much delight in this. Uh, so Miss Maria, um, uh, what what did you spend your day doing? Oh, uh, just some sightseeing. We um, went to the farmer's market. It was oh, pretty cool. You did, did you? Just just the two of you? Uh, well, I uh, went to the church as well. That met the priest. He's really nice. Oh, yeah. Father, Father Barry is uh, very unique and entertaining. What was his name, Father Barry? I met him and I, I forgot to introduce myself to him. Oh, well, that was not very polite of you, Miss Marie. I I hate to say it, but he caught me off guard. Um, you, you're you not really a, a religious person? I might have been, if the churches were like that, but they weren't, so I'm not. Uh, I think I might understand what you mean. The song comes to an end. Meadow unlatches herself from Angus and approaches the couple, and she says, Oh, could I, like, cut in for the next dance? Yeah, of course. Sure, yeah. So you and Beta kind of drop hands immediately, and Meadow comes and steps between you and grabs Marie by the hands and spins her around and starts dancing with Marie. Deputy Maida kind of looks a bit confused, shrugs, turns around and approaches Angus. I don't think so, little man. Oh, uh, no, no, sir, uh, that was not what I, no, no, I, I didn't mean to, I just wanted to have a, a word with you. Why? About, um, how, well, about how you've been, uh, harassing young women in the town. Look, I'm not harassing Marie, they're simply sharing a room, it's cheaper. Oh, uh, not not what I meant. I meant uh, younger women, much much younger uh, women. 
Why? I guess I couldn't mistake her for a young woman. But what do you mean? Uh, uh, I received a complaint about um, approaching teenage girls uh, during the market. Why? I asked some young ladies for some directions. Well, that's not what uh, Miss, Miss, Mrs. Delaney said you were doing. Oh, what exactly did she say I was doing? She said you were uh, looming over her daughter and uh, being untoward. So I just just wanted to let you know that that is not an appropriate uh, ac- action or activity for a grown man such as yourself. And he kind of looks up at you because you're, even though he's tall and lanky, you are tall and burly, taller than him and burlier than him. So uh, I would appreciate it if you could um, curb your um, big city desires while you're in our small town of Hendrick. Angus kind of crosses his arms across his chest and rolls his eyes. I, I'll see if I can control myself. Oh, uh, good, good. You, you do that. Was there anything else then? Um, yeah, it actually was. I was just wondering what you, if your intentions towards Miss Marie was, um, were pure, considering your predilection to uh, young, younger, younger women. Angus raises both eyebrows and looks rather incredulously at Deputy Mayor. I assure you, I have no intentions whatsoever of doing anything or anything unpure with Marie. Oh, okay, good, good. You you make sure you make sure that uh, uh your intentions stay that way, and we will not have a problem, you and I. And he's kind of puffed himself up, and he's still nowhere near your height. Oh, what are your intentions with Miss Marie? He goes bright red, and he says, uh, uh, ne- "Never, you mind, sir. Uh, that's that would be between myself and Miss Marie. But they, but they are certainly not not pure. I mean, they're pure. They're p- p- pure intentions, sir. Aye, that's the only thing between you and Buddy. All right, that's fair enough. And he kind of skitters off to the bar to finish his drink. Well, that's what's interesting. What time is it? It's coming up to closing time. Closing time. No. I hate that song with a passion. You really? It's horrible. So, Marie, Mito's just kind of latched onto you, and you're both swaying in time to the music. Angus kind of goes up to them, sitting in the corner, just chilling and watching. Like, excuse me, Miss Meadow. I think it's time that Marie has to turn in. Turns into a pumpkin, you know. Uh, does she? That oh, like a fairy tale. What do you turn into? An enormous monster. A monster? Really? What kind of monster? You know, Meadow, we, you, you could probably find that out later. And I'll try to get her off me. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. And she kind of Let's you go. Dancing's on over to the back of the bar. And she says, Mater, Craig, Craig, Mater, I'm for you to leave. Go home. She's a bit creepy, don't you think? No, she, she's nice. A little a little weird, yeah, but she's nice. Aye. Good night. He says after kicking Mater out. He's gone into wherever it is her room is. What are you guys doing? 
Shall I have this dance? No, I'm just kidding. Um, is there anything like, uh, assuming that it's empty now, is there anything mysterious and strange that we would notice in this bar? I don't think there's really anything mysterious and strange within the bar, but it is fast approaching that time when you guys fell asleep together last night. Perhaps instead of being the, in the bedroom, we should go outside. Maybe that will help us stay awake. I don't know. I don't know if that's a great idea. It is cooler outside at this time of the year. If we don't remember moving like to the bed, then maybe someone moved us. And if we're outside, people can move us a lot farther. Maybe not you. You're a big guy. Aye, but what are we to do? Simply just let this happen? Do you not agree that it's odd? It is very odd. Um, sure, let's, uh, let's try to stay awake outside. Okay, so you guys unlock the front door, uh, head on outside. It is dark. There is no one about. The place is empty. If you didn't know that this was a town that it actually had residents, you would think this place was deserted. A few moments later, your eyelids start to become heavy and you start to feel drowsy. Act under pressure. Cool rolls, please. As nine o'clock strikes. All my rolls are cool. I rolled a seven. I rolled a three. Hey, you've probably leveled up too. One fail and one partial success. Murray, what are you trying to do to stay awake? Uh, probably like pinching the arms, like keeping moving. Pinching your arms frantically, trying to, to keep yourself awake. When Angus just kind of closes his eyes, rocks back on his heels, and falls straight onto the sidewalk and starts quietly snoring. Does he look hurt? I look marvelous. Mm, he might wake up with a, a knot on the back of his head, but it doesn't look like he's bleeding or otherwise too injured. Hey, speaking of which, it's been a night or two. Do we reduce harm at all? Yeah, you guys would have reduced one per night. You're taking time to rest, uh, clean and bandage the wounds and the like. Are you doing anything, Marie? Oh, I'll take off one of my layers and uh, make a little pillow for him. Do I see any suspicious individuals? How about you read a bad situation? As the hairs on the back of your neck start to stand up on end. Reading a bad situation is a sharp roll. Oh, it's another seven. Wow, excellent. On a seven, that's a mixed success, so you're able to ask me one of the following questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers I haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Now, of course, all of these aren't relevant at the moment, but I will answer them based on what is available. Oh, I don't know. Are, are we allowed to deliberate? As, as hunters? <laughs> you can certainly try, but since one of you is unconscious in character... Any dangers that I haven't noticed? Yes. And as you slowly turn around to try and find the cause of this uneasy feeling, you see just down the side of the tavern a shadow gliding through the air, moving swiftly towards you. Oh...
That's the second time we've finished an episode with Marie. But this time, Angus isn't in any state to intervene. At least there aren't any children around to get hurt. Celeste, Sean, and I hope you're enjoying their exploits in weirding out the residents of Hendrix. Episode 3 is already available for you to listen to, so get it from your favorite podcast app now. Don't forget to subscribe or follow. Now remember, we're an indie podcast, and we rely on word of mouth and digital algorithms to grow. So please share us on social medias, leave us a rating, and write a review. If you'd like more information about this podcast, the characters in it, and how to find us on social media, then check out our website, redgateandwolf.com. I think that's all for now. Go get episode three and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. once I'm innocent in this one.